0: today is friday february 9th 2024 this is quick start from cbn news i'm dan andros president biden tries to respond to the devastating doj report with an emergency press conference last night and the conference only has people asking more questions we'll have that top story and more on today's podcast where we bring you news from a christian perspective don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating you can send us your thoughts as well email quick start podcast at cbn.org. Joining me now to get through the news of the cray is Billy Hallowell, Tragon's Phillips. We have a lot coming up. On the focus story, we've got a leading pediatrician group kind of confirming something that should be obvious to everyone.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's like, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, after 400 studies, we can confirm the sky Sky is is blue. Blue.
0: Yes, this is on gender affirming care. So we've got (laughs) we've got the details there. Which don't
1: you love, like we were talking about ahead of time, the language we use gender affirming care is what we call it now, which I know we'll get into that.
0: But right. Just slap lipstick on a pig and it's all good, I guess. But they're starting to see that it's not. So, So we'll get into the details on that. Billy on the main thing you caught up with the owner of a California bakery we've reported on her before and the story's still going
2: yeah because the state of California won't let it go and so her case you know they appealed in October after she won and now she's fighting once again to just be free to live her faith out in her business so we'll, we'll talking to her
0: yeah in the in the People's Republic of California over there Um <laughs> and so yeah important story we'll get into the details on that on the main thing and don't forget to subscribe to our other cbn podcast dc debrief new episode drops today john stolness rounding up the week in washington dc and newsmakers billy's interviews once a day here full interviews uh, monday through friday don't miss those subscribe both of those links are in the description to uh, this podcast episode without further ado we're going to head over to the news here in 90 seconds. President Biden held an emergency press conference last night to answer a highly damaging report from special counsel Robert Hur. And even though the inquiry found Biden, quote, willfully retained and disclosed top secret files, they decided not to charge him. Hur found Mr. Biden had kept class- classified documents related to military and foreign policy in Afghanistan after serving as vice president. The 345 page report also included scathing findings such as that the president's memory had quote, significant limitations. The special counsel said Mr. Biden couldn't recall when he was vice president or even within several years when his son Bo died. Her wrote that one reason Biden wasn't going to be prosecuted was because he would present to a jury as an elderly man with a poor memory. And the press grilled him on that last night. Take a listen. Mr.
3: President, Mr. President, Mr. President Mr. President, for months when you were asked
1: about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Watch many American people have been watching and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is they, your judgment. They, that is your is judgment. That polls, is not the judgment concerns, of the press. They express concerns about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be
4: you now? Why? what is your answer to that question I'm the most qualified person in this country to be president of the united states and finish the job i started you why are you confusing the, 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 the names the of leaders so the
1: press you could
0: hear them they were really going after president biden there and someone at the end shouted why are you confusing the names of national leaders and just a few minutes later in that press conference president biden called the president of egypt president of Mexico take a listen
4: I think that uh,
0: as you know initially the president of Mexico CC did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in I talked to him I convinced him to open the gate I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side so this obviously overshadowed the news from earlier in the day when the Supreme Court appeared skeptical of Colorado's ruling that removed 2024 GOP frontrunner and former President Donald Trump from the state's ballot. While Trump's legal team was focused on three key points, that Congress could alone force section three of the 14th Amendment, that the president was not included within the scope of disqualification and that Trump's actions did not meet the criteria to classify as an insurrection. Trump's, his, Trump said, He's a believer in the United States and a believer in the Supreme Court after it heard arguments in Colorado's efforts to remove him from the ballot in that state. Those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out those stories and more over at CBNnews.com. All right, so obviously went a few moments long there trying to get through some of the details that happened yesterday in President Biden's press conference. So we're going to change format a little bit here and just go directly on over to the focus story now as we mentioned at the top here we've got findings on this study of transgender treatments for children so Trey what do we find here?
1: Yeah I mean speaking of people being sold uh, a lot of lies I think this is one of the uh most dangerous lies that uh, Satan is sowing, I think, in our culture right now. So the American College of Pediatricians, which is a conservative advoca- advocacy group, but nonetheless made up of medical professionals, uh, they have done a study of more than 60 uh, studies, actually. They've, they've put together a report, one final study, uh, that Kind of, I kind of laugh when I say this, but it points out the obvious uh, that uh, transitioning quote unquote children as minors uh, by putting them on puberty blockers, giving them cross sex hormones, uh, or uh, also in extreme cases, uh, performing irreversible surgeries on them because they say that they're struggling with gender dysphoria and identify as transgender. Uh, is not actually beneficial to them at all in the long in the long run immediately or or in the long run uh, so they put together this uh, report and the author the lead author of the study uh, the vice president of the pediatrician group dr. Jane Anderson she said we urge medical professionals and parents to affirm the truth about childhood gender dysphoria in the presence of harmful thoughts and address the underlying mental illness adverse events and family dysfunction which is interesting Because rather than saying we should just affirm people who are struggling with gender dysphoria, uh, acknowledge that they are struggling with this, that they are feeling these feelings, but also tell them that it's you're not completely unique kids go through this and most most of the time in most instances they grow out of it Uh, and it's not actually a good idea to affirm them it's good to give them treatment for this mental illness this is something that's unhealthy to be thinking this way and rather than just affirming you and saying okay then let's walk through the process of transitioning you as being the male that you are to identifying as a female uh, that is not a good idea according to this uh really uh, this report that is, um, fully uh, fully vetted by 60 different studies. So it, th- mm. It's not just them saying this one thing. It's different groups from around the country. They've compiled all of their findings. So it's not just these pediatricians in this one group. It's pediatricians, researchers, scientists, doctors, medical professionals from all different walks of life, all different positions who have all essentially reached the same or similar conclusions. Uh, and so in the U.S., the group said that it's, quote, very. they are very concerned that parents along with healthcare professionals and educational professionals who support the transgender quote transition of children and adolescents are in fact contributing to increased depression by appearing to validate to children that something is wrong with their body and their biological sex rather than saying something's wrong with your way of thinking that this is something that needs treatment there's actually nothing wrong with your body there's nothing wrong with your sex as either male or female but by telling children that hey you're right, you are, were born in the wrong body, you should have been a little girl, uh, even though you're a boy, that is going to lead to not only irreversible changes to their body, but think about the psychological, the mental, the spiritual toll that's taking on a kid at 8, 9, 10, 12 years old to hear uh, you were born in the wrong body, and now you've got to spend the rest of your life trying to undo what is obviously uh, cannot be changed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really sad that what is happening right now, I mean, we're just so mixed up, guys. And I, I attribute a lot of this to the linguistic tricks that have been yeah. employed. Gender affirming care. I mean, it really, that is just a linguistic trick to make something that is bad sound morally good. I mean, we used to understand that someone who is, let's say, a man running around dressed up as a woman, we used to understand that that person had some sort of they were mentally disturbed in some on some level. There was there was yeah. some trauma. There was something that caused them to be acting in this way. Now instead of actually helping these people, now the the mode is hey you have we we got to celebrate that illness. And not only that, if you if you over here don't celebrate his mental illness, then you are the problem and you're the one causing all of that. And so what? And that and I'm talking about a man on this now you're talking about kids who are very impressionable we're supposed to as parents be training up these kids and teaching them who they are and now the logic has shifted to and even hospitals are accepting this pediatric hospitals are yeah. starting to say yeah whatever they're saying that's what you should go with does it does it make any logical sense at all to say well, that think- you have to do whatever the child says isn't that what parents right. are for Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's the the good thing I think about this this research and these kinds of studies from from the American College of Pediatricians is they're calling a spade a spade. They're using clear language. They went on to say in their study that they quote, cannot condone the social affirmation, medical intervention, or surgical mutilation of children and adolescents identifying as transgender or gender nonconforming. Let's stop saying that we're just like you said, gender affirming care for a minor, uh, or we're affirming the way that. They they identify and we you know we're we're making them more whole when in fact w- what what's actually happening is surgical mutilation and that's that's the conversation we need to have yeah. it's actually abuse what we're doing to children.
2: Yeah, well we we know, you know, who's the author of confusion. We know who the author of confusion yeah. is. And you're talking about language here. The language it's just like pro-choice, right? One is anti anti-abortion. You know, that's what the official terminology in the Associated Press and other places are. You know, you're anti-something, but the pro-choice people, you know, even with that language, it's trying to condition people to think a certain way about the issue. The in con- this yeah. case though, go ahead. I mean I just want to say, in this case, it doesn't really matter. You can be a very progressive person. That's fine. But at the end of the day, there's a huge difference between an adult making a decision about what they're going to do and a child being put through something based on lies. It's a Jenga tower of lies that is set up for these kids. They are misled. And the decisions that are made are permanent, irreversible Decisions before they've even fully developed, and that is what makes the the child issue so pervasively horrific,
0: right? And and even the even with the adults, it's like they're trying the the insidious part about that as well is that if I, like I can't speak truth to someone without me being labeled the problem. If I don't affirm them, well, now they're going to go commit suicide. As if a person who is that mentally disturbed that they think that there's something their other other than what God made them to be, how, somehow they're not going to have these sorts of troubling mental thoughts on things like suicide. And, and somehow that's my fault for not just accepting this delusion. It's, they've turned society on its head and made all of the actual helpful things bad and all of the hurtful things good. And it's just insane. And as we mentioned earlier in the week on this podcast, the detransitioners get shunned. These people who've gone through this as kids or young people or even as adults, and they've done these transitions, these irreversible transitions, and they come back and say, whoa, wait a minute, guys, this isn't good. They get shunned by the LGBTQ community. So what does that tell you? I mean, it's it's really dark stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think this is something that we as Christians need to be obviously compassionate on. There are people who are dealing, yeah, they're dealing with gender dysphoria. They're dealing with sexual temptation. They're dealing with all kinds of, uh, Brokenness, right? In this world, we all do. Like there, we live in a broken, fallen world. Satan is is uh, really persuasive, and then we also have our own flesh to contend with, our own desires, whether it's about sexuality or any number of issues. Uh, we were born into sin, and the only way out is through the the redemption and the sanctification of uh, of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, so we have to to be honest about that, but we also just you know meet people where they're at and have honest conversations yeah, and say sure. that what you're dealing with is is sexual sin or what you're dealing with is confusion from the enemy. These are lies from the enemy. You've been sold a bill of goods. That's not true. Uh, So meet people where they are, be compassionate, but don't, don't compromise on the truth.
0: Yeah. And I have to say, because uh, you know, I get the emails and everything before I'm accused of not being compassionate. My irritation and frustration is aimed at the activists who are voicing all this stuff on society and, and the, and the norms and trying to change it. Of course, I would never have this sort of fury towards um, an individual in my circles who I may be able to interact with. Of course, I would have compassion on them and speak truth and love uh, to them and with them. That's how I would approach that, right? I, with kindness, with patience, with grace. It's the my ire is at the people who are the activists, who are using that those people who struggle with these issues for an agenda and to attack Christianity and the Christian faith. That's where my frustration lies, not with uh, the individuals who are struggling uh, with these issues. So, I mean, look, certainly uh, I'm glad this study came out. Hopefully more eyes are opened, uh, but we are running late here on the podcast to get to the main thing. So I'm gonna move on over to that right now. Thanks for bringing that one, Trey. We're going to head over to the main thing now. And the owner of a California bakery is heading back to court after scoring repeated religious liberty victories for declining to make a same-sex wedding cake. Kathy Miller, owner of Tastries Bakery in Bakersfield, California, is once again facing officials' furor after the state appealed a ruling last year by the California Superior Court of Kern County. Billy caught up with her, and that conversation is today's main thing.
2: Kathy, your case has continued to progress, and the state of California appealing the latest victory that you had. Before we get into all of that, can you take us through how this case all began? How did you end up in, in the legal crosshairs?
3: Thank you, Billy. Um, about six and a half years ago, we had a uh four people come in and it was two men and two women. And I thought it was a bride and a groom and their best man and maid of honor. They asked to have a wedding cake made. And once I realized that it was a same sex union, I politely told them that I'm sorry, I can't hurt my Lord and savior. I can't participate in the union, but that I had a bakery that was very happy to do their cake. And so we thought everything was fine and everything was not fine. Uh, Social media went crazy. The media went crazy. We had uh, harassments and horrible emails and just really a very difficult, difficult two years. Um, And then we were represented by the Thomas More Society. We went to court. Um, There was TROs and we ended up winning. And then the state decided that wasn't good enough and in comes of the Beckett team, and they are taking care of us now legally.
2: I mean, you have, this has been going on, correct me if I'm wrong, since 2017, correct? Correct. So you have been in a years-long battle now over what I assume you thought would be a very simple interaction that day. And as you said, I just want to emphasize this, when the couple, when they came to you, you said to them, I have another bakery, I'm going to actually forward you to somebody else who would have no problem doing this, correct?
3: Correct. And it also violated my standards of service, which had been in effect for several years.
2: So, so here you are now, and you are in a situation where in October, again, the state appeals, you have a victory, the state then appeals. Adele, I want to come to you on this. What is your reaction to that October appeal. At this point, why do you think the government continues to come back on this case and not let it go?
4: It's been six years, Billy, so I think that's more than a fair question. Kathy, the state of California put Kathy through uh, multiple depositions and a five-day trial on the merits. And at the end of all of that, the trial court judge said there was no evidence in this case that Kathy had any intent to discriminate. The only evidence in the case, according to the judge, was that Kathy's intent was to follow her sincerely held religious beliefs, which she's just talked about. Um, There was no evidence that anything else was going on. And that's why the court ruled in her favor. Why California has decided to take this up after the Supreme Court has had two different cases in the past five years upholding the right of wedding vendors to say to step out to opt out when they're asked to do something that violates their faith I don't know Billy I don't know but I do know that Kathy is a very very principled woman of faith and that she and Mike intend to see this to the end if it's the U.S. Supreme Court then so be it So
2: Some people might be confused, and I I love that you brought that up, as to why with those two Supreme Court cases and the the second one seemed more definitive even than the first one with the graphic designer there, Lori Smith, why why are states still doing this? Why can they still do it? I guess that's the question people will ask. I think people will say, well, why hasn't this been settled yet? Didn't that case settle it? I know that's a complicated um, answer perhaps, but would love to hear from you on that.
4: Well, you know, law is a retail enterprise, not a not a wholesale one. Um, so in each case, a judge has to decide how the law applies to the facts of that case. Um, we think that you're right, Billy. You're absolutely right. The case you're talking about, 303 Creative, Violinist, Um, the Supreme Court specifically rejected many of the same arguments that California has advanced in this case. California says, well, this couple is not content with the referral that Kathy had set up for them because they wanted Kathy's cakes and no other cakes. That Supreme Court said, you can't do that. In 303 Creative. Um, so we we think that 303 Creative does answer most of the questions in this case, and we are hopeful and optimistic that the uh California Court of Appeals will agree.
2: Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting, you know, looking at this, Kathy, from from your perspective. What was it like for you in October after years now of being in this to to hear, oh no, you know, the state is going to be appealing this again? What was that like for you?
3: Well, we had one day to rejoice and celebrate and praise the Lord. And then the state of California just popped that bubble and it was very disappointing. Um, But you know what? When God calls you to walk a path, you walk it. And we know that with his support and his wisdom, we'll continue to walk the path he has for us.
2: You know, Kathy. People, and you've heard this because you mentioned the emails and the calls and and you know threats. I'm sure you faced all sorts of things, and we'll talk about that, you know, in in a moment. But you know, when you think about what people will say, okay, Kathy, you're you're a bigot. You're horrible. You won't serve the LGBTQ you know community. We've heard all these things. Can you correct the record on that? Help people understand because I don't think that's the case at all. This was about this particular incident, not not serving LGBTQ people.
3: You're correct. So this is not about not serving someone at all. We have LGBT community people who come in my bakery all the time. Uh, So I'm happy to serve everyone. This issue is I can't participate in the union of an LGBT couple because it goes against my Lord and Savior. I'm not going to hurt Jesus. And I told them that. So that's what the the issue is for me. Now, the state should be supporting me or at least have talked to me about it and interviewed me because that's my constitutional right to live my life for the Lord if that's what I choose.
2: Sure, and, and you've been doing, I mean, you've been baking for a long time now and you've built this business. You talked about, again, we just mentioned some of those responses you've gotten. How has this case over the last six years impacted your business and, and even you personally as a human being?
3: It's been a complete roller coaster, both physically and emotionally and financially. Um, it, it really, our business took a dive, a big dive when this happened. Um, it's hurt my time with my family. Um, it's taken a lot of time out of that. But, you know, when you're doing something for the Lord and when you love Jesus with all your heart, then you're going to walk that path
2: yeah yeah what what would you say um kathy you know to this couple if they were in front of you right now obviously a lot of pain and chaos has followed that initial meeting but what would you say to them if they were in front of you right now
3: i think the best thing for me to say would be that i wish they would have understood um i thought they did that day that I couldn't hurt my lord and savior and that i did my best to provide for them
2: yeah absolutely i mean that's the that's the the struggle in the midst of this you know as you're trying to you know as you're trying to navigate it and and you're navigating it publicly and that's a whole other level you know all that reaction that you mentioned getting you know in most cases people aren't dealing with those things but here you are really dealing with with Absolutely, so much on this, and you know we appreciate you taking the time. At the end of the day, when all is said and done, Kathy, what are you hoping to see happen in this case?
3: I'm hoping to see that business people, um, everyone in their walk of life, can walk according to their their convictions. And for me, it's my my love for Jesus, and that the government will honor that and respect that and try to work with us um, and understanding that it's okay to have those beliefs and our constitution does support that.
2: Well, Kathy, I so appreciate you taking the time today and joining us and we'll be continuing to pray for you throughout this journey.
3: Thank you so much.
0: All right, Billy, thanks for that conversation there. Important story as we see Christians battling the world on issues like this. All right, that's going to leave us on this Friday episode with time for one last thing.
2: Yeah, it's 1 Corinthians sixteen fourteen. Let all that you do be done in love. Just a simple one.
0: Very simple one and appropriate for today, of course, and a good spot to leave it on this Friday edition of the Quick Start Podcast. If you're not subscribed, make sure you do so now. Make sure you subscribe to our other podcasts as well, DC Debrief and Newsmakers. All right. Get yourself on over to CBNNews.com and FaithWire.com. Make sure you're checking out all the latest news from a Christian perspective. Lord willing, that creek don't rise on us. We shall return Monday. Have a fantastic weekend, everybody.